When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. This episode of Cherry's World Podcast is presented by Away Travel. Quite simply, Away makes everything you need for a trip away. Away started with the perfect suitcase and then built from there, creating a range of traveling standards developed from travel stories of friends and seatmates. Their pieces aren't smart, they're thoughtful, with features that solve travel problems to give the world access to better traveling standards. Away took the direct-to-consumer approach by lowering prices, and the quality is guaranteed. Your Away suitcase will be with you for life. We teamed up with Away at Podgo to give you the best deals on premium luggages by going to podgo.co forward slash away. That's P-O-D-G-O dot C-O forward slash A-W-A-Y. Away travel, here to make your journey seamless. Welcome to Cherry's World. Hey, Cherry's World Podcast, and welcome to our show. Today, we are celebrating Black excellence Again, we got a doctor in the house. Her name is Miss Allison Mitchell, and she is here to talk to us all about her hair care line, Renewed Hair Company. This is Cherry's World. There is an internet radio station that's generating a lot of buzz. The website is raisedjukebox.com. What's different is, is it features a mix of new and throwback jams across many genres. The first Sunday each month, there are live shows with celebrity and artist interviews. Log in to RaiseJukebox.com, press play, and turn the volume up. That's right, RaiseJukebox.com. Would you like to advertise on Cherry's World and have your product placed on Cherry's social media for the world to see? Email us now at Podcast at gmail.com for low introductory rates. Cherry's World Podcast. Get heard. Welcome to Cherry's World. Shop all things Cherry Johnson at therealcherry.com. Tell us, first of all, how long have you been a doctor? I have been a physician uh, since 2016. That's when I graduated medical school. I'm in my fourth year of residency now. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. How old were you when you knew that you were interested in medicine? Oh, wow. I was a little girl when I knew that I was interested. Um, 
But then, you know, I kind of made sure by looking at other uh, fields, my family, they were teachers. I have an aunt that's a principal. My mom, she worked in uh, the laboratory at the hospital. So I kind of followed them around and made sure that's not what I wanted to do. I did some research in college. And actually, when I graduated, even though I wanted to be a doctor, I thought, man, this is a really hard track. I'm not sure. I don't have life experience yet. So maybe let me like test the waters doing something else. So I taught for four years. And while I was there in the classroom telling my kids, like, pursue your dreams, you can be anything you want to be. I was like, man, Allison, you are not doing that. So I applied to medical school and I started when I was 25. And what, what made you interested in hair? Like how long had you been interested in your own hair? Yeah. Since I was young, my mom was one of those mamas where it was like, I am not taking you to the beautician every week. I am not getting your hair done every week. So if you want to get it done, I had to learn how to do it myself. So I experimented, you know, at home. Uh, I would say probably middle school, she allowed me to start doing my hair. And then once I got to college, I was doing colors and cuts. And I was like the go-to, you need your hair done for like $20, $25, come to my room. I'll do it. So it was like my side hustle uh, during school. And then when I graduated, um, I kind of stopped doing hair, but I started the process of trying to go natural because I had perms all of those years. And then right when I hit 25 is when I started having hair issues. Like what is going on with my hair? Why is it like falling out? And how did you fix it? So at the time, uh, I went to the doctor and they diagnosed me with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is very prominent in the Black community. So a lot of women face face that particular diagnosis. And it comes along with hormonal imbalance Mm -hmm. uh, and hair falling out is a part of that as well. It's called androgenic alopecia. And so I was experiencing those symptoms. I did a lot of research. I tried a lot of different mixes and I kind of was able to nurse my hair back to at least like 70% health for about two years. And then I got married and got pregnant Mm. about two years later. And then that hormonal shift happened again and my hair was starting to really fall out. And I began to like really bald on the side of my head, like really bad. Wow. You know what? I'm so glad that you mentioned that because it's something that people don't tell pregnant women. Can you let our audience know about the hair loss after? Absolutely. Yeah, my wife talks about that too. Go ahead. Absolutely. So when you have a baby, your estrogen levels are, you know, through the roof in order to support your pregnancy. And so about three or four months postpartum is when those levels start to kind of go back down. And for some people, depending on your genetic makeup, you're more prone to exhibit hair loss during that, during that phase. And so the hair really begins to shed. Uh, and I do believe that some people think that it's due to having an epidural, but it really has nothing to do with the epidural and all to do with this hormonal huge shift that happens in that postpartum period. And so for me, I started to lose hair globally, but then specifically around the edges of my hair. And so I was not able to wear my hair in a ponytail or pull it back. It was just very, very different from what I was used to. Did you ever think about using a uh, Gorilla Glue? <laughs> I did not oh, okay. think about Gorilla Glue, but I Smart did girl. think about weave. Okay. And weaves do have some of them, you know, you can do a quick weave. 
Mm-hmm. You, know, you glue the tracks to your head. Yes. I've done that in the past. I did not do that then. Mm-hmm. So, so tell everybody like what's the what's the proper glue so women don't make the mistake of using it? none your hair. Yeah, I would say none. Don't <laughs> do not use glue on your hair at all. Any type of adhesive. If you can avoid it, don't use it. I know that there are a lot of ladies who wear lace fronts. And so there are specific types of lace front front glues that are better than others. I don't wear lace fronts, so I couldn't suggest one. But I would say do your research before you put anything on your hair, especially if it's not super resilient or strong or you're going through a a transitional phase. I say if you can, don't do it at all because they're all chemicals. I'm learning (laughs) about Gorilla Glue and Gorilla Snot. You know, this one, they said now they said the gorilla snot is actually good for you. That's gel. And no, it's not good for you, but it's no, gel. You know, I would err on the side of trying to use natural and organic products on your hair, not just because of like, oh, it can damage your hair, but those products have chemicals in them that are heart uh, carcinogens, you know, cancer causing products. Uh, they also have hormonal disruptors in them, like endocrine disruptors, people who have endometriosis, uh, people who have hormonal imbalances. Over time, you think about, oh, okay, I'm just like using all my hair here and there, but Black women use products on our hair every day for the span of our entire life. And so, there was an autopsy that was done on um, an individual that went to a journal article, and this was a, a Black woman, and the autopsy kind of looked at all of the buildup under her scalp that had penetrated her hair for years and years and years, and it was substantial. And then when they took samples of what that was, a lots of great, or should I say not great things, were inside essentially of that buildup that was underneath her scalp. And so if we want to do our best diligence of keeping our hair and our health in general, I think it's best that we educate ourselves on what's on the labels of everything that we're consuming, but also putting on our our face, our skin, our hair, just to make sure that it's not going to cause detriment over time. I love the fact that you brought that up. And that's why you are here today to talk to us about your hair care line. Yes. So don't realize that if you put something on your skin, it penetrates within your skin within 26 seconds. Absolutely. Your skin is the largest organ system that you have. And many people don't think of the skin as an organ system, but it is. If someone said, I'm going to put this gorilla snot on my, my heart, they'd be like, oh, no, you're not. If they said I was going to inject it into my veins, oh, no, you're not. But when it comes to your skin, you don't really think as much about what you're putting on your skin. And so in our community, we put tons and tons of things on our skin through our head, specifically, you know, as women, perms in the past, um, chemicals, dyes, and uh, jerry curls (laughs) absolutely so you said if we could we need to keep it all natural can you tell Mm -hmm. us about your line yes so i uh after my second baby my first baby i uh with losing my hair i essentially needed something that was going to be a remedy so at home i took all of my notes um i prayed i was like lord i need something to help my hair because i cannot go bald head again uh, and I need something to stop it. And so I made my first pot of oil using organic oils as well as Ayurvedic herbs that are ancient um, Indian herbs that specifically help in some of the most common areas of hair troubles, shedding, growth, 
uh, fungi, bacteria, and blocking DHT, which is a hormone that decreases the growing phase of your hair. And so I came up with uh, the Renewing Hair Elixir, which is this little bottle right here. And for me, um, in seven days, I took pictures to see if the oil was working and my hair started to grow back. And I was like, wait, maybe it's just me. So then I took pictures at 14 days and then I took pictures at 21 days and 30 days and the results were phenomenal. I was able to, at 30 days, start wearing my hair back again because my edges were filled in enough to where it didn't just look like scalp. And so I was like, okay, God, you gave me this. It works for me. Let me try it on my family. It worked for my family. And then I started selling it. And from there, um, I developed a full product line, including a shampoo, and that's composed of African black soap as its base, which is a non-harsh cleanser for your hair. It's not detergent. So when you wash your hair, that's almost one of the most uh, detrimental aspects of your hair care regimen because it's very harsh in nature. You could lose a lot of hair shed, break a lot of hair. And so our shampoo is designed to cleanse, yet keep your natural oils there. And then we have two conditioners and in those conditioners, we have a high porosity and a low porosity. So the ingredients in those are specific to your hair porosity so that if you don't need a lot of protein, you're not getting a lot of protein. If you don't need a lot of uh, aloe vera juice you know, in your hair, you're not getting aloe vera. If your pH is if the pH of the conditioner is better for your hair at a lower pH or a higher pH, we make sure that that is within each of those conditioners. And one really important thing that I wanted to do was infuse this particular oil inside of the shampoo and inside of the conditioners so that you're still getting the benefits of those herbs that I talked about. I have a, great. I have a question. How does your consumer know which conditioner is right for them? That's a great question. So we do have a hair type quiz on our website. If they go to www.renewedhairco.com, they can input uh, their answers to a series of questions. It's about 10 questions. And one of those uh, questions asks you to place a clean strand of hair in a glass of water and wait 10 to 15 minutes. If it floats, then it is low porosity. If it stays in the middle, you have medium, perfect porosity hair. And if it sinks to the bottom, you have high porosity hair. And if your hair is low or high, then your hair care products should be catering to your hair type so that it grows its best, that you maintain your length, that you keep uh, breakage and shedding at bay. Girl, you know I'm going to go pull out a piece of my hair right instead. <laughs> you know what I have found? Because we do um, look at the results of our, our quizzes. And 85% of our customers, most of which who are having hair care issues, are low porosity girls. And it's because a lot of the hair care on the market caters to medium and high porosity. So if you're having hair troubles and issues, it's very possible that you're of low porosity. And that may be why the products, even if they are organic or net more natural in nature, uh, they're not helping your hair to really flourish as much. So uh, which one of your products is equivalent to Gorilla Glue? Come on, you know what? I'm sorry. That's just a funny story. I, I know I need to be more sensitive to this. But you know what? That, that's just a funny story to me. Like, what did y'all think when y'all heard about this lady putting 
going to Home Depot, I'm assuming she had to go to Home Depot. Yeah. Or no, she had it at her house. She had the Gorilla Glue at her house. I think that's a really important question. And the hair care person in me was like, oh my gosh, how is she going to bounce back? Right. Um, but the psychiatrist in me was thinking, how traumatic has this experience been for this Black woman who has been put on a stage in front of people, probably unexpectedly, with lots of criticism, and she has been a regular, regular, everyday type person. This is the type of person that I see in my office, you know, day in and day out, except this particular trauma or this particular occurrence is on display for the entire world. And some people may say, well, oh, she did it on purpose. Uh, but I don't believe anybody could have predicted this particular outcome. And so I think of it from that standpoint, you know, her hair, yes, we want it, you know, to get better, but also potentially the trauma and any type of consequences that may come down the years for her or her family, whether they be emotionally uh, or psychologically after this has occurred. And I do believe in the Black community, sometimes we do kind of see things like, man, that's funny, or oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. And because we're Black people, we can kind of make light of anything. But I wonder, what is it really like, you know, when she goes home or when she lays her head down on the pillow? Um, and that's a hard fight. I believe it's hard to have a lot of eyes on you. So my wife is, I might not use all this for the show, but my wife was always, we had three kids. We had three kids back to back to back, like uh -huh. 2010, 2012, 2014. And I just always remember her telling me, said, oh, my head, my hair is shedding. Look how much my hair is shedding. Yeah. And I never saw it because her hair has always been the same. And I'm even looking at the picture you saying before, two weeks, one month, three months. And I would be the same way with you. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> wait, I, wait, wait. I, I don't see it. It's like, I don't see you it. You the big bald spot on the before in comparison like that. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm assuming y'all women would notice that. But see, I don't see it like that. Wow. And, and um. And, I'm, and I, so like, how do, how do, how should us men be more sensitive to, cause like, I, I, I can't be the only one that don't see it. Absolutely. That's a great question. Uh, I remember when I, I told my husband about it, he was like, what? I didn't, I didn't notice. And then I pulled my hair back and I was like, babe, that was she doing? Okay. Yeah. do you see this? I would say it's being as supportive of, as possible, listening and internalizing the best way you know how, uh, showing your support by helping her go out and get some more products, maybe a consultation. Uh, I do recommend that people always go to the doctor. So going to the dermatologist, if it's, if it's like out of the blue, you want to make sure that there's nothing else going on. Um, if she wants to get some hats, if she wants to get you know a wig to wear, essentially supporting her through that transition and not dismissing it. That, that would be the biz, biggest thing, not just dismissing it. Because for a woman, that plays huge into your psyche. Um, yeah. What's hair is doing. I've never been, you know, like two inches of hair, three inches of hair. So if I had to cut my hair, it would be a huge difference for me. And Courtney, don't point at it and make fun of it because you like he liked to make fun of stuff. No, yeah. I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> like I said, I don't see it. Like she's always saying that. I'm like, oh, your hair looks beautiful, which it does to me. I just mm -hmm. I don't see see what she and, I, and that's what I kind of do. I kind of dismiss him. Like, yeah, you know. yeah, I would say not to dismiss it because as women, we are very good at hiding our flaws. Mm -hmm. 
That's the truth. We know how to put on makeup if we have a, you know, a zit or a mole or something. We know how to put on a waist trainer if we started gaining a little weight. We know how to style our hair if it starts falling out. So it may not be super, you know, obvious to other people, but if she's confiding in you, it's because she notices. And one thing about women, we can, we can recognize those tiny, tiny changes. Yeah, we notice everything. I I started freaking out after I had my baby. Nobody told me that my hair was going to start falling out. And I was finding it like all in the bathroom, all in the hallways, all in. And when I called and spoke to my doctor, my doctor was like, well, that's what happens. I was like, well, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think as a man, he didn't realize that it was important but, for me to know. But while y'all yeah. pregnant, your hair actually grows longer though, right? Or is this just certain yeah okay i don't know if mine got longer but it definitely got thicker when i was pregnant thicker, okay, yeah. yeah yeah for, i think for a lot of women that estrogen it essentially keeps that hair flowing and growing and then you know when it just drops sometimes it just takes all the hair with it i've right. had several friends call me in distress while their hair was coming out wow now, oh, go ahead, go ahead. no 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 now, your products you got something like for us men too that is a great question. So all of our products are great for the entire family from the babies. We recommend one year of age and up. Um, the Elixir, a lot of our guys who are partners, our husbands uh, to some of our female users, they use it in their beard. They use it in, on their hair as well. My husband uses it in his beard and on his hair. Uh, so yes, it is very uh, appropriate and applicable and helpful for men too. Now, I see on your um, catalog and on your site that you guys have helped a lot of people who have like alopecia or like they have lost their edges and things like that. Mm -hmm. Do you go and um, do you still do hair on the side? Just a question. <laughs> <No. laughs> do you work with any salons that mm -hmm. do help these people out? That's a great question. We do have a few uh, salons that order from order from us wholesale through our site. We're working now to start uh, positioning salons throughout the U.S. that offer our products as an option for their ladies who come in to get their hair done uh, and don't want to use maybe some of the products they have in the past. And we do have a lot of customers who have different medical issues different types of alopecia, because there's uh, a few that have written in with their particular type of alopecia. People who have undergone chemotherapy, after mm -hmm. chemotherapy, sometimes your hair does not on its own just return to how it was before. And so we have helped uh, some ladies in that vein. We've had some ladies that had scar tissue from domestic abuse or chemical burns on their scalp and hair that have written in and told us their story and their stories have been so moving and touching uh, just to imagine what they have gone through and that we could help kind of that restoration and not wearing wigs anymore after 10 years. That's huge. Yes. Everybody doesn't want to have hair to their, you know, but like Beyonce, mm -hmm. some people, many women, they just want to be able to walk out of their front door confidently with the two, three or four inches that's there because maybe for the past 10 years, there's been nothing or there's been a gaping hole. A gaping hole. That's devastating when it comes to the self-esteem. A lot of men, Courtney, I don't know if you realize, but self-esteem and hair, especially with black women, mm -hmm. hand in hand, that's why it's such a big market. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, and you know, a lot of, um, I don't know if you all hear this a lot, but the conversations that go around, like around the men I know and some of the women is that a lot of men say they want a natural woman with natural hair. Yeah. But then we really don't know what a natural woman with natural hair really is and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Uh, inform us, ignorant men who don't know. What, what well, I will tell you. Okay. If he does not love me at my twist, my twist, that he doesn't deserve me at my twist out. And I say that to say a lot of women who are natural, I don't wear my hair like this to bed. I don't wear my hair like this every day. It may come out once or twice like a month because I, for the most part, I keep my, my hair in a protective style, kind of like twists. So I'll do twists throughout my head and I may take them out to do a low bun but if you truly have a spouse or a partner that is a lady who has natural hair and she prides herself in keeping it healthy, most women have to wear their hair in some type of protective style with a satin bonnet at night so that those strands are not like falling out everywhere. Um, and the, the glamorous aspect of it and the part that you see in magazines, that may peak out at points in time, but that may not be the every single day. And so if you're comfortable or you're wanting a lady like that, um, then you should understand the flip side as well. My hair was literally twisted all day until about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> I took it down and fluffed it out. I'm sorry. Now you got to go back and twist it up again. I know. <laughs> it is beautiful. And they don't realize how much preparation you put into it. Speaking of your twist outs, can you tell us what your hair regimen is like? Absolutely. So the best thing for me, depending on your hair, I have very, um, I like to call tender hair strands. And so my hair needs a lot of TLC is washing once weekly. And before I wash, I always do a pre-poo with this product, uh, the Elixir. And what a pre-poo does is it essentially prepares your hair to go into being shampooed so that those strands stay on there, that the moisture is infused and that essentially it's fortified before it goes through the most potentially detrimental aspects of your hair regimen. So I saturate my hair in four sections with some water. And then I uh, put in the elixir from root to tip or tip to root, depending on if it's tangled. And just make sure that my curls are nice and detangled with my fingers and not with a comb first. I let that sit on for about 20 minutes. And then I shampoo my hair with our stimulating moisture cleanse, which I believe is this one. Um, and then I probably shampoo about twice. And then I move on to the conditioner. While, and this is all while I'm in the shower. So I put the conditioner on my hair. I comb it out with a wide comb. Make sure you're not using a little small red tail comb. And you even have to be really careful about those dimming brushes. Because depending on if you have hair shed as an issue, that dimming brush will just take it out, mm -hmm. you know, as it's trying to detangle. And so while the conditioner is on my hair is when I'll kind of finish up my showering and then I'll rinse it out, get out of the shower and then start my styling process, which is usually a twist, a twist out. <laughs> and you have a lot of hair. So I have to ask, how many twists do you put in all that hair? Okay. Are they big or they little? So I want my twist out to look like yours and it never does. You know, a lot of my friends have asked me that. And I think for my hair, the secret is not doing a lot of twists. So I make sure to do a good amount of products um, 
So I put the oil on my hair first and then I'll use a butter, which I haven't come out with a butter yet, but I've been working on it. I do a hair butter and I would say I'll do six twists total in the back of my head, six. So I'll do like three, four, five, six, and then I'll do one here, one here, one here and one here and that's it. But I, I finger that uh, butter through my hair and I make sure that when my hair is being styled that it is not almost dry because I have low porosity hair, sometimes the, the water can leave really quickly. So I'll make sure that it's still wet while the butter is going on. And I make sure to, to define my curls before starting to twist out with my fingers. And then at that point, sometimes I'll use a Denman or a brush similar to a Denman just to make sure that they're defined. So every twist is being twisted with defined curls in it. And when I take it down, they separate. So it looks almost like I did a wash and go, but it's not a wash and go. So pretty would help keeps moisture in it because mm-hmm. I guess when I wash and go, mine ends up yeah. feeling a little more dry. Right. Yes. It definitely helps with the moisture. This is Cherry's World. This episode of Cherry's World Podcast is presented by Clark's. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. At the time, it was groundbreaking, a combination of invention and craftsmanship that remains at the heart of Clark's today. From the very beginning, Clark's has always been different. Brilliant ideas is what set Clark's apart. And we have teamed up with Clark's and Podgo to bring you 30% off on select items, including the iconic Clark Desert boots. By going to podgo.co forward slash Clark's. That's P-O-D-G-O dot C-O forward slash C-L-A-R-K-S. A lot of us men say natural woman. We actually, a lot of men, I'm not going to say we, but a lot of men actually thought that, um, like, when you wear your hair straight, like, mm-hmm. that's natural because it's your hair. That's what we, in, in our mind, we think that's natural. Yeah. Talk to talk to us men who don't know and don't understand, like, straight, about, about straightening your hair. That's not, that's sure. not, that's not natural, right? Well, it depends because there are some women who are quote unquote natural, meaning they don't use a chemical agent to take away their curl pattern or natural texture. And they do silk presses either once a week, once a month, once every two weeks. It depends. And if I know a lot of natural ladies that do that, uh, and I would say that you can have healthy hair in that regard, but you will train your hair to be straight and it will no longer curl. So you can have essentially, you can call it heat training or you can call it heat damage. It depends on which side of the coin you like to fall on. I know for my hair in particular, I don't straighten my hair more than maybe once or twice a year because my hair is soft. And if I straighten it too often, it heat trains and it just will stay straight and it will not curl again. It took me a long time to get these curls and it can take two or three times of straightening for it to be completely gone. So for the guys, you know, straightening of hair in the African, you know, American community that originated more so along the lines um, way back in the early 1900s, like 1920s and 30s, when we akin beauty to that of European aesthetic. And so that's where it started. We were flat ironing our hair and things of that nature. Prior to that, when we were in the motherland, we, we never straightened our hair. We had all these braids and we wore it how it was. And so as 
time has progressed, we have started to re-embrace our roots and how our hair naturally grows from our head and call it beautiful in its curly, kinky, coily state. Now, when I was growing up uh, in, in the 90s, Black women still said, oh, you have good hair versus you don't have good hair. And good hair for people who are listening or the guys is the hair that was more like biracial looking black hair yeah. versus the kinky Z pattern or coily textured hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but now in today's society, now that, that we're in the 2020s, uh, people, black women, black men and society is starting to accept and see the beauty of the hair, how it grows naturally from the from the root unaltered by a pressing comb or uh, by a flat iron. And I think that that is, you know, beautiful. I used to feel like, oh, mom, I'm having school pictures. I have to wear my hair straight. Yes. I just don't feel that way anymore. I feel like now, oh, I'm taking a photo of you. Let me make sure my curls popping. Yes, I agree. I haven't had heat in my hair for over a year. Mm. It took a year for my ends to start curling again, because as you said, heat train, I say heat damaged. Yes, yes. My hair was burnt. Mm-hmm. And it would curl at the top and it was straight at the bottom and I hated it. So now I stay away from the heat as much as I can. Did you have to trim throughout that year to kind of get those ends off? Absolutely. I cut. Yeah, that's a lot. That's something that men don't know that if you somebody may be listening and say, okay, well, if you straighten it and it goes straight, like, can't you just wait a little while and it'll come back? And the truth is that is pretty much irreversible. So once someone has curly hair and then they straighten it so much to where it's straight, that hair will essentially never go back to its curly state and it has to be grown out. It's irreversible damage. See, I've been in like a lot of these conversations and I remember something my wife told me, I might not use this for the show, but she said, you know, you react different because of her and my daughter, they go get their hair done together. She said, mm-hmm. I just want to let you know that I noticed it, that you mm-hmm. do react different when our daughter comes in with her hair straight versus, and I said, no, I don't. I was like trying to tell her, she said, no, I'm letting you know, it's a difference mm-hmm. in your reaction. And then I started just, I don't see it, but I had to monitor, like check myself, you know, cause she said, Taking don't, what, say that again? Taking inventory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Men, men do. I men actually have told me, I like your hair much better when it's straight than when it's curly. You just look so much prettier. And I say, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, because it's the European standard of beauty. Yeah, I don't and know. Yeah. Like, that's they're like, oh, that's not true. Uh huh. Yeah, don't, don't don't place your internal bias on me. Yeah, I don't want to be like that. That's why I said no. And society has even without saying taught us as Black women growing up for much of my life that when your hair is straight, you are prettier. Yeah. Because I've had that too, you know, like when I was teaching specifically, so many people would comment, oh, at that time I was not married. Oh, Miss Doherty, your hair looks so pretty today. Or you look so pretty. You should marry like that. I forgot how pretty you were. I remember somebody told me that. Wow. <laughs> I was like, well, aren't we being black looks good today? Was What'd a you black, say? Was a black person told you that? A black lady told me that. Wow. A black woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get it from black women all the time. Like when I started wearing my hair curly, one black woman told me, oh, I have this product that you should use. It loosens your curl. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to get my curl to be tight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't want to loosen my curl. Exactly. And that right there, the tightness of your curl is akin to the health of your hair. It means that your elasticity is there, like it's supposed to be there. And so if your hair was barely curling and waving, and that's not the natural curl pattern of your hair, then your hair is not really as healthy as it should be. See, it's so nice to know that stuff because that's stuff we are not taught growing up. Mm-mm, not at all. Not at all. Hey, why why um why why do some men go bald headed and some men don't like like me? Why did I lose my hair? A lot of it has to do with genetics and what your hormones are telling your body to and to not do. So um, there's something called male pattern baldness that plenty of people you know know about. And specifically, it's linked to specific types of testosterone in your body and how they're released. And so when those hormones change, uh, it's linked to the male pattern baldness that you see. And one of those hormones is called DHT. It essentially tells your hair to stop growing. So that's why when when guys or women go bald and it's from a hormonal imbalance, this particular one, you'll notice that their scalp is super shiny and you don't even see the little follicle dots anymore. Mm. that's the DHT that has told that hair follicle, like, just don't come back. You can be on Mm. retirement. And so some people within their genetic pool, they, uh, or should I say their genetic cards that they were dealt from their genetic pool of their parents, uh, they have that. And for some men, it doesn't happen until they're like in their 60s, some it's 50s, 40s, 30s. And then you'll see some like 25 year olds that they start getting the cowlicks right here. That's really how it starts uh, for most for most men. And what can is there anything a man can take that won't mess up the way they have sex to grow it back? Wait, <laughs> I think I'm confused. Because like I was told, like yeah, you take this stuff, it'll help grow your hair back. Now, now you won't be able to have sex for a while, but your hair will grow back. So I was like, now nah, I'm out. I don't want to take it. But is there anything? I don't know if I've heard of that, or if it's FDA approved for what they are trying to give it to you for. Oh, okay. Um, I have heard of like Rogaine that has monodoxyl in it. That's an agent that is supposed to be helpful for hair, and it has been clinically studied to show some improvement. You could argue that the improvement, whether it's really statistically significant or not, um. But there are other things that sometimes men do. They try different hair oils and things of that nature. But the truth is, if Mother Nature says that you are going to go completely bald or 50% bald, there's probably nothing on the market that can do anything to fix that other than a hair transplant. However, if Mother Nature says, oh, you're just going to be like 20% thin or 15, 30% thinning, then you perhaps can kind of help that along. Um, There are people who get steroid injections in their hair. There are PRP injections that you can also get. The PRP is plasma rich or platelet rich plasma. Uh, And essentially they take it from your blood, they centrifuge it out and they get this like really golden stuff is what they call it. Uh, And then they inject it into your scalp, just like you would get a PRP facial. It's supposed to help rejuvenate the skin, boost the collagen, stimulate follicles, things of that nature. And those treatments are about three to 5,000 per treatment. So a treatment, a true treatment is about five to six. And so you're sitting there getting, you know, injections and most people can't afford anything like that. And though it has clinically been shown to be helpful, it could be argued the the statistical significance thereof, and there is no guarantee 
that you are going to, at the end of that six month treatment, have growing, thriving hair. I know someone personally who got it done and her hair is exactly the same. And I think she spent about 10 grand. Wow. Courtney, your head is cute. You, you are cute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to your line. Okay. Yeah. One of the things that I'm like really proud of you about is you don't have like celebrities no. on your page endorsing your line. It's been like all you. Yes. Just people. Yes. Was, was that a cautious choice or? It was. Uh, at the time when I started Renewed Hair Co., I had only had my personal account. And when we started, I started with people that I knew and I started sharing stories of the customers who wrote back in and sent in their pictures. And I noticed specifically with hair that people are not immediately going to trust what someone says, different from like clothes or a handbag or perfume, even face products, we can trust other people. But because your hair is so personal and there are so many different things at arm's reach. You can go into Walmart and CVS and just get a plethora of different options, Ulta, Sephora, all of those places that people are more likely to trust the word of someone that they know uh, or someone that they see as very similar to them. It's the kind of psychological aspect of it as to why our pictures usually don't show people's faces is because nobody really wants to show, most people don't want to show their face when their hair was at its worst compared to its best. Um, And so after maybe the first six or so months, I just made a decision that we were going to be showcasing regular people uh, and not utilize celebrities or big influencers uh, to help our brand grow. I think that's smart. Mm -hmm. Honestly, because when I go look for a hair care line, I'm sorry, I'm not looking at homegirl who I know got some money and the best hairdressers. I want to see what every day Jane looks like. Yeah. And how her hair is growing. So how long has your company been in business? So we were started and founded in 2018. So it's been about two and a half years now. And you were doing impeccably well for a new business. Thank you. Thank you so much. It I give all the glory to God for that and my support system and my family because I was cooking up elixir in my kitchen for a good eight to 10 months before we were able to solidify a manufacturer that would infuse our oils in the same way that I did, which is a three-day process. So we don't just mix some oils up that we got from the store. We source all of our ingredients directly from Ghana and India, and we filter them out and infuse them uh, into the oil over a three-day process so that every bottle is potent, that every bottle has everything it needs to really bring results to our customers. What is your goal for 2021 as far as your company and as far as a Black business owner? Absolutely. Our goal this year is really to increase our reach of who hears about Renewed Hair Co. and increase the availability of Renewed Hair Co. in markets uh, where currently they can only you know, get from online or they have to wait in order to order and, and get them. So we would really love to be in stores this year. We're working actively on that. And we are looking for international partners because we do have a lot of international customers. I'd say almost 30% of our customers are international, but the duties and the taxes, it can be very hard in the time it takes 
mistakes. So we are looking for partners um, specifically in Canada, the UK, Europe, and South Africa. Well, we have a lot of those watchers and listeners. If you are listening and you're interested in doing business with Ms. Mitchell and her company, how could they get in touch with you? So they can reach us at or reach me at support at renewedhairco.com. If they send in an email, it will be transferred and routed to the appropriate party so that I'm aware that they would like to potentially open up a wholesale account, become a distributor or supplier. And of course, if they would like to purchase the product, see what products may be more beneficial for them, they can visit our website at www.renewedhairco.com. Beautiful. You got a, um, you have a beautiful family too, by the way. Thank you. It was not easy having kids in residency. Let me tell you that. <laughs> nice family. Um, oh, how does how does hair dye and um, like hair coloring affect your hair too? Well, uh, most hair dyes and colors have ammonia in them, and we know ammonia is like a huge cleaning agent. It's a stripper, so you can you can just imagine the detriment that can happen on the hair follicle and your hair shaft itself. So over time, what we know is that most colors um, essentially cause the hair to become more fragile. It decreases the strength of the hair. And if you've ever colored your hair before with a permanent color, uh, then you've noticed that your hair becomes drier over time, more brittle over time, and more prone to breakage over time, where you have to trim your ends. And it even can change your curl pattern. If you're a curly girl and you go a light color or you use a bleach in your hair, it can really strip and change the curl pattern of your hair. You know, he asked about hair dyes. Now, when I was growing up in the 90s, cellophanes were a big deal. And I had that same maroon cellophane as so many of us did. But I don't think that it was good for my hair like the hairdresser tried to tell me it was. Like it yeah. used to come off on my pillow mm-hmm. and it made my hair feel, I want to say almost gritty. Like coated with something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about like cellophane and the health of hair? I don't know anything about cellophane specifically, but I do know uh, if it is coating your hair, then likely it is inhibiting the moisture and the strengthening agents of any type of topical product that you're trying to use on your hair to get into them. So potentially it is causing your hair to be weakened, drier, and more brittle over time as well. Yes, I believe that because I couldn't get rid of that cellophane. They said, oh, it washes out after so long. It had to get cut out. It had to grow and cut out, I think, for the health of my hair to change. Wow, yeah. Okay, so that that's natural too, Courtney. Cellophanes ain't natural hair. Mm-mm, no, no. Anything that you put on your hair that doesn't immediately wash out or that changes for an extended period of time, the texture or look of your hair is likely going to be detrimental. For example, we've had ladies that got keratin treatments, which was a really big rave, maybe I don't know, six or so years ago. And so many curly girls that I personally knew, they went out and got it because it wasn't a relaxer, but it would would relax your curls. And so they left with their curls not being really frizzy and kind of being more relaxed or wavy. And those curls just kind of never bounced back. And their hair started coming out more. Their hair became more brittle. They couldn't keep it moisturized. 
And many of the women that I personally knew as well as read about online, they kind of never did a keratin treatment again. Wow. Mm -hmm. Talk about wash and goes, okay? Because I'm a wash and go girl. Well, explain what a wash and go is. I heard of it, but I don't know what it means. Yeah, so a wash and go is essentially when you wash your hair and then you style your hair while it's wet uh, with your leave-in, your butter, your conditioner, your leave-in conditioners and all of that are your gel. And then you kind of just go. You don't twist it. You, you can sit under the dryer, but most people who do a wash and go don't. You let your hair dry at least maybe 50 to 80% before you decide to diffuse it or stretch it out or anything of that nature. And it allows your natural curl pattern to come through uh, unaltered by you know braids or twists. And for some natural leases, wash and goes work phenomenal, phenomenally. And for other natural leases, wash and goes are like the vein of their existence. And that's me. I'm in the I'm in the latter, not in the former. My hair gets a tangled mess. If I try to do a wash and go, it doesn't have bounce and body. If I try to get it defined, it just looks terrible. I end up losing hair because it's tangled all on each other. So it's not a go-to style for me. But then Sherry, you said that it works well, for you. That's just because I'm lazy. It does not <laughs> always look cute. Okay. <laughs> and that's the thing about the wash and go. You never know what I'm going to look like. Mm. Some days it's so cute and other days mm. not so much. But because yeah. I'm lazy, I wanted to know about the wash and go. Like I'm one of those who just will take a handful of conditioner and put it in my hair and leave it. How does your conditioner hold? Like, can you leave it in? Is it a yes. You can use a conditioner as a leave-in. You can also use it as a co-wash because some ladies don't like to shampoo every week. Mm -hmm. uh, even though I do recommend regular shampooing, even if it's not every week, because you do want to get your products off of your hair fully cleansed. Uh, but you can use the conditioner as a co-wash or as a leave-in. We will be having an actual leave-in come out this year. So we're planning that. And we have a miracle mask coming out this this year really soon. Uh, so we're planning that as well. All right, question for us men again. Mm -hmm. when, is, when is the appropriate time to touch a woman's hair? First, if you don't know her, don't ask. Well, no, we know we wouldn't do that. So, you, know, you don't touch <laughs> no, her woman that you do know. That. Many yeah, if you don't know a woman, don't touch her hair. Like I remember someone, I was walking, uh, I used to run track and I was walking uh, and at the time, even though I had a perm, my hair still curled. And this guy just like came up and not just touched my hair. He put his hand in my head and like massaged my scalp. It was so invasive. Yeah. That's, it was not, very what, that's it, not what that's, I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. But just if you are dating a woman or if you are a family member to a woman, just ask her, like, can I touch your hair? It's, it's beautiful. Um, but if you don't know someone or if you're just meeting someone, just avoid does, it at all costs. Or does your husband have touch the, my hair? Yeah. Is he does he have like the green light to touch your hair whenever he wants to? He can touch me anywhere whenever he wants to. Even your hair, hair included. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you're married. I tell him your body is my body, my body is your body. So if we're walking around the house or we're playing, we're still young, you have to keep intimacy alive you have to keep the connection the flirtation alive so yeah I, I want him to touch my hair oh yes but Courtney I have been in the club 
and men put their hands in what's well, been a lot of years since I've been to a club, but back in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and they would put their hands in the root of my hair to see if it was mine or not. Yeah. I think it's the rudest thing it in is. the world. Wow. Because it I don't hands I got to go home and wash my hair and I had no plans on washing my hair. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about our hair. Let's go back to this company. Yes. Now, not only is your hair gorgeous, but so is your skin. Oh, thank you. I noticed you have a product that I am looking forward to. I need to go in there and order them vitamins. Yes. And where, you know what? It's not even up here with me, but That's we have, <laughs> I thought it was here. Um, we have True Renew hair vitamins, but they're not just hair vitamins. They're hair, skin, and nail vitamins that essentially give you all of the vitamins and minerals you need to support healthy hair, healthy and glowing skin, uh, and healthy and growing nails. It has anti-aging properties, as well as the same stimulating benefits and some of those really potent, great Ayurvedic herbs for your hair as well. I'm really interested in those because I'm, I'm acne prone. Mm. And when I'm working, I have to wear a lot of makeup and makeup causes acne. It does. So yeah. will that help keep my skin clear? It potentially can. I will say that for any personal care product that is on the market, what works for one person could potentially not work for another person. What's 90% effective for 90% of people, you could be in the 10%. And so for me, when I've taken the uh, vitamins, I also have acne prone skin. It has not caused me to have any breakouts. My skin has been glowing. My hair has been growing. <laughs> I've been seeing the benefits. Um, but I will say that each person is different. And so I always like to have that disclaimer because we do get people that uh, message us and say, hey, does your product work for XYZ? And what I can tell them is, yes, our product has worked for XYZ, but we cannot guarantee those results for every single person because your biology, your physiology, you know, the makeup that you have is very different. I'm all over those vitamins. The last time I was on your site, they were sold out. Yes. Uh, and I think they're sold out again. <laughs> They are, every time we get some in stock, they're like gone, gone, gone because our, our customers love them. So they how do we know, how do we get pinged? Like when they're available again? So if you get on our uh, newsletter, which you can get on that, on our site, giving us your email address, we always uh, allow our customers who are VIP customers that are on our email list to get all of those notifications sooner. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Renewed Hair Co. I'm getting on that VIP list because I need to know. Yes. <laughs> yes. I appreciate it. This was really fun. It's my first podcast. Really? You're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's my first one. So thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm loving the show. Oh, thank you so much. We try to make it like a conversation instead of like an interview. I think interviews are yeah. so. Mm -hmm. It can be mundane. Yeah. Yeah. We want it to be fun. We want people to get to know you. And I think people will buy your products more when they know you and they feel like they trust you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. The story uh, of Renewed Hair Co. is definitely, I think, what has sold it so well. Hey, if you're listening to Cherry's World Podcast on Apple Podcast and iTunes, please give us a five star. Let us know what you think. Leave us a review. I want to hear from you. Thank you. Welcome to Cherry.